From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, hell yes, Mr. Rob Luke. Thank you very much. It's me, Mike. Mike Davidson lives podcast. Thank you for downloading this latest go round. Is uh, we got about a half an hour to spend with you. Lots to get to here in a few moments. Uh, I do want to say quick R.I.P. to the legendary, the very sexy Raquel Welch. No longer with us. Gone at the age of 82. Countless movies. A sex symbol for pretty much all of her adult life. Um, and if, as as a fraternity brother of mine pointed out, you know, she does have kind of a legacy to one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> Even though she was directly not a star of it, um, Shawshank Redemption, of course, her uh, her picture, her poster, uh, was a big plot point in that movie. So if you've never seen Shawshank Redemption, shame on you. You obviously have never turned on TNT or AMC, um, but do watch it. And if you get a chance to watch some of her old movies, it, it, even if they're not the greatest, uh, you know the the visuals, the the cinematography. Fantastic, uh, but R.I.P. Raquel Welch. Okay, um, my daughters, each very unique. I love them both dearly. Uh, Lana, though, my oldest, five years old, soon to be six. Well, I wouldn't say soon, but in August, she'll be six. She asked me a question just hours before this podcast, just before she went to bed, and it scared the living hell out of me. It, I think this is the question any parent would dread of any kid under the age of 10. Daddy, have you ever been to Chuck E. Cheese? I kind of stood there after she asked me this, and I was like, well, I've, I've been there a couple of times. Why? Well, I want to go to Chuck E. Cheese because, you know, my classmates said this, 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 this. And I just, this this dread, this cold dread inched over me. I'm like, well, you know your birthday's not until August. Well, we don't have to go there on my birthday. We can go there now. We can go there, you know, this weekend. You know, and she's wanting to go to Chuck E. Cheese. And, um, I mean, how do I, how do I tell a five-year-old politely that it's just a noisy place with subpar pizza? I don't know if she's broached the subject with my wife, but it is very concerning. Because I know, aside from that, that adults like to get into fights there, and I and I don't want to be collateral damage. Not looking for trouble, by the way. My other daughter, Hazy, she's four years old and probably the pickiest eater on planet Earth. Um, if it's not pizza, if it's not juice, if it's not plain toast, she's just not interested. Um, but you know, she she'll um, occasionally delve into some snack foods, and uh, I guess she wanted cheese balls. Uh, when she was out shopping with my mother-in-law. And her, my mother-in-law got her some cheese balls. And that would be a problem if this was like a bag of stuff you'd get at Kroger or Walmart, right? They were at Sam's Club. And my mother-in-law bought a five-gallon bucket of this crap. Hazel barely had a handful and didn't want them. My mother-in-law didn't want them. It's not something I particularly um, crave. So, earlier today, I had to bring in this friggin' big-ass tub of cheese balls to work, getting just stares from people like, what in the hell? And I had to explain to them the circumstances. Like, 
I told my wife this too before the podcast. You know, her mom, for the most part, pretty good with money. And my wife, very good with money. I give my edge, the edge to my wife, though, because uh, she knows that our daughter, Hazel, is picky. And she wouldn't splurge on a big-ass bucket of cheese balls knowing that she's uh, not going to eat it. And if, if that's making you hungry because you're stoned right now, I don't know what to tell you. But uh, sincerest condolences to Hoosier Potheads. Just saw this before coming up here. Uh... Uh, the uh, bill to legalize, to decriminalize, uh, on a state level, marijuana in the state of Indiana was read this week, but uh, it w did not come up for a vote. But, you know, you got to be optimistic here for those who have partaken the green stuff. Uh, this is just primed to get it passed by the year 2047. Just hold your head up high, fingers crossed and all that. I mean, look, this state drug its feet forever to get beer sales legal on sunday it's going to take some time for the pot thing out there stoners uh just don't lose hope and, and again i'm not a big pot guy i've only smoked it twice in my life the thing is with marijuana i don't care what you do on a friday night uh and i'm fine with it being an alternative to pain relievers if you're uh, going on undergoing chemotherapy and all that just don't don't do don't do anything stupid with heavy machinery like vehicles when you're hot. That's all I ask. Just that much. Once that finally, finally gets through. Okay, Shane Steichen is now the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, and I can't begin to tell you how excited I am for that. I am genuinely, surprisingly thrilled. Uh, this guy is now the head coach. Uh, he's the offensive coordinator from the Philadelphia Eagles who uh, went to the Super Bowl. Just a field goal short of uh, uh, making things uh, happen. But, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts played very well uh, this past season. And, of course, played, I thought, pretty well, even though the Eagles lost. And uh, I've seen some stuff about Steichen. He seems like a very fired-up guy. And I think what I like best about him is his name is not Jeff Saturday. And it's and that was kind of the, the thing, is like Jeff Saturday was just not going to be the answer for the Colts. And I know there's some people that love him from his tenure as a center for the Super Bowl winning Colts. He was a great player. He's not a great coach, guys. Uh, going 1-7 and seven after the guy you replaced went 3-5-1, uh, and one, not a good look. And especially with a seven-game losing streak and the point differential. Don't get me started on that again, but... I think you draft a good quarterback and get some key offensive uh, pieces in place. Uh, the Colts might actually be competitive in the AFC South. That would be awesome to to do that again. So um, looking forward to seeing what he does with them. And uh, kind of following up on some Super Bowl stuff here, James Bradbury, the uh, the corner for the Eagles, uh, who got flagged late in the game that gave the, the Chiefs the advantage, at the end, he, he did say that, yes, he held, and he was kind of hoping that he wouldn't get caught, but he did get caught, and that's why the flag was thrown. And it, it, it's such a ticky-tack call. Like, it wasn't like he was, like, putting the guy in a headlock or anything like that or tripping him. It was just like he had his hands around the back, around the jersey. And it's it's even, – even Greg Olson was like, you know, he goes, I know that's a hole, but it's so – small like would you even flag that and I, I guess it's just discretion with the refs because yeah you gotta think you know two things here one uh if the ref didn't flag him uh, a lot of chiefs fans would be pissed uh, and it'd just be a different 
reality here and then too i mean if, if you're going 35 and a 30 and you get pulled over by a cop yeah that's that's kind of a kind of a ticky tack violation but still a violation and a lot of cops will not pull you over for going that fast um down the road but you know every now and again you get a cop that's letter to the law and i guess that instance that ref was a letter to the law by the way uh, super bowl did very well uh, Ratings-wise for Fox, 113 million people watched. Uh, and again, it was a pretty good game. More people, though, watched Rihanna. Uh, apparently, 5 million more people tuned into the uh, the halftime show just to watch uh, Riri uh, do whatever she was doing. I uh, Yeah, here's the thing. is like I saw something that happened during that halftime show, and then I came up and did the podcast. They made no mention of this incident because i wanted to see how this would play out but like I, when i saw it i was like did, did she really just do that and i was like all right i'm just gonna let it go and uh when you google stories like this halftime performance and try to get reaction a lot of it is yaz queen uh media type bullshit where okay oh rihanna stuns in a halftime show rihanna uh, we don't deserve you. Uh, you know, like this was just like news articles. There wasn't, uh, there wasn't this outright anger or, uh, you know, mixed reviews or it was meh. A uh, lot different from some of the people I'm friends with on social media that were just like, they're very indifferent or they just didn't think it was good. And I thought just, me personally, I, I thought, before I discussed this incident, it was just for the most part a meh halftime show. I just thought the audio was pretty bad. I couldn't, like, it just didn't sound all that great, and everybody had a different takeaway. But the incident I'm talking about here that kind of picked up steam in the last couple of days was uh, Rihanna. I, I kind of did a double take. Like I said, I didn't say a damn thing. She grabbed her vag and brought it up to her fingers. I couldn't tell if she was like sniffing her fingers or licking her, but it was kind of this weird ass, ah, it was, it was like, did she just do this in front of families watching the game? And it picked up steam and nobody talked about it. Nobody in the media talked about it, but then uh, the social media stuff started happening. Uh, you know, the FCC uh, always fields calls complaining about the halftime show. This no different. I saw that. I was like, nah, it's not too big. Uh, but WFAN out of New York, um, you know, they wanted to talk about the Super Bowl. They were getting more calls about the Rihanna vag grab than anything else pertaining to the game. You would think it, uh, you, you'd get some guys on there uh, happy, you know, in New York City that the Eagles didn't win. But no, that wasn't the case. They were talking about Rihanna doing what she did during the halftime show. And. You know, not to sound like a prude, but Jesus, uh, she didn't have to do that. And I'm not saying it. I guess I am saying think of the children here. Uh, because, you know, she is pregnant. She's already got a kid at home. Um, but, it, it, like, when this happened, my daughter, Hazy, was in the room. Thankfully, her back was turned. She didn't see it. But you know why her back was turned? She was dancing to the music of this halftime show. I don't know if she knows who Rihanna is, but she really liked it. She saw the dancers. She started dancing along to it. It 
it just makes no sense to me for uh, Rihanna to be this provocative at a uh, an event like this when if she just does what she does she's going to have these fans and yeah it's kind of it's kind of heartbreaking there might have been some parents that were unable to shield their kids from the act and had to explain a few things but she didn't have to do it um and you know there's other complaints too um i mean i think i made mention that you know okay she was pregnant and she's up on this uh, balcony or this uh, platform five stories high um yeah when you when you're a parent i know you know i've got a penis and I shouldn't talk about a woman doing whatever, but like when you're a parent, you worry about your wife, you worry about your kids, and if your wife's pregnant, you especially worry about her doing anything. I know when my wife was working while pregnant, all th every time she was pregnant, uh, the doctor told her not to lift anything heavy, so anytime she had to lift floor mats at work or reach up and grab something, she had to get somebody else to do it, and here's Rihanna, all these feet high off the football field. And it's not just me being a crank complaint about the halftime show either. I mean, Howard Stern, who's you know a leftist crank, he thought that the show was 85% voice tracked and it, or voice tracked, <laughs> uh, lip synced, and just wasn't all that great. <laughs> but but you're getting all these different reactions after the fact, whereas uh, there's not a provocative question amongst uh, entertainment media because uh, their access they they want to be in with the. Uh, uh, as as court gestures for uh, for Rihanna and uh, the Yaz Queen moment. And, and by the way, whenever you see me say uh, slay queen or slay king on social media, that's almost in jest. I, I can't stand that terminology in real life. When I say that, it's kind of mocking that whole mentality. But, uh, you know, Rihanna's worth a billion damn dollars. She's successful. She doesn't care what us peons have to think about that sort of thing. Uh, by the way, Bill Maher is a, a guy that has no problem telling you what he thinks, and uh, can't say I always agree with the guy, but he is. But he he's willing to criticize his own side of on things, and he gets passionate about things because it's his opinion, right? And when you're on HBO, the, the you know the gauntlet is off, the gloves are off. You can say whatever you want, and Bill does. Um. And now he's doing like this overtime segment on uh, CNN primetime. It's not necessarily a new show. It's just, okay, him talking about certain things. And uh, I guess one of the first installments he was on there talking about uh, the nepotism thing uh, in Hollywood. Somebody wrote an article in one of those Yaz Queen magazines criticizing Hollywood kids getting uh, a bigger shot at uh, the movies. Than there, uh, than somebody who's coming out of nowhere, and it's just that's true of any business, by the way. Not saying it's right or anything, but you know, and then all the nepo babies uh, were having a you know a sad because they were criticized, and of course that, that's oh, what does uh, you know Ron Howard's daughter think about this, or you know what does Tom Hanks's kids think about this? What's Tom Hanks? It is like I don't give a shit. Uh, if they make, if the kids make good movies or good shows, I'll watch. If not, I'd, you know, just move on. But anyway, you know, Bill Maher got kind of caught up in it and he goes, I forget what he said, but uh, I know he just dropped an F-bomb right there on CNN primetime coverage. And he had to apologize immediately. Not thinking, you know, I don't think it, as much as I don't like CNN, I don't think he should be fined for it because it's just, you you know what you get when you get Bill Maher, and I don't think he's going to go out of his way and do that all the time. Um, but 
if he really wanted to get away with it, I mean, he should just get drunk and do it New Year's Eve, and who knows, he might become a news anchor on that network. That's that's how you do it, Bill. you got to be careful about that sort of thing. Okay, um, so going from that to Chelsea Handler, who is um, one of the world's biggest train wrecks, and, uh, you know, she she's... Uh, She's one of the most narcissistic performers of any any um, uh, bit of entertainment I've ever see, seen or heard talk. And it's that's saying something. She might be a little more narcissistic than Kathy Griffith, but uh, she's been on this kick lately about how it's great to be uh, you know single and not have kids. So much so she made a video where this is life without kids. And, you know, she's uh, sleeping in, she's drinking coffee, she's flying to, you know, uh, Paris, doing uh, yoga on the plane. And, and by the way, you don't have leg room on a plane. But, you know, she's kind of spiking the football in the faces of all these people that don't have kids, or do have kids, like, you know, yours truly. I've got three of them and they're all loud, but, uh, you know, at least none of them remind me of Chelsea Handler. And uh, I think it was a conservative commentator, uh, Stephen Miller, on uh, Twitter. He looked at this video. He goes, what's funny is she's not actually doing any of these things. And she's got the green screen of Paris and the airplane behind her. It's like really bad stuff. Yeah. Um, what, what, what does she think uh, her fans who actually, if she has any fans, that have kids would think about this? Are they okay with that? Or... Um, you know, couples that are trying to have kids that can't, or maybe uh, the, the unfortunate uh, couple that may have lost a kid. And they're seeing this uh, this real see you next Thursday. You know, like I said, spiking the football about how great it is to not have anybody, have any other human being in your life except for you. Yeah. Um, as much as my kids drive me crazy, I mean, I, I love them dearly, and they're fun. I mean, like, Hazel, she wants to play with me. Lana, she wants to, you know, make uh, butt jokes and fart jokes. Uh, Logan, like, there's when when he gets tired at night, he crawls into my arms on the recliner while I'm watching TV and just, you know, veggies with me. That stuff is awesome. Uh, it, it beats making some stupid hey look at me video in front of a green screen at the age of 54 or whatever but uh, that's Chelsea Handler for you uh, who has uh, hosted many a failed talk show and now she's doing the, the YouTube thing okay uh, kind of moving on to a serious thing the, the whole thing out in East Palestine Ohio uh, which is practically just a state over from me I mean like an entire state separates me from that um, here in Fort Wayne, uh, Friday night, train to rails, uh, I think 50 cars worth of train. Five of those had some deadly chemicals on there, and uh, one of them, is, what was it, vinyl chloride, uh, which sounds not toxic at all, but uh, they use this to make uh, resin for hard plastics or whatever. Um, it's, it's easily flammable. And long-term exposure can be carcinogenic. Well, um, it caught fire. There's a big, there was a big black uh, smoke cloud uh, that was really visible, I guess, Saturday in some photos and some satellite photos too. Um, and uh, 
they're, they're talking about how some people had to be evacuated and now they're like, well, it's, it's okay to come back and, you know, live down the way from this um, thing that's still burning, which is in a controlled burn right now because if they let it flat out just burn, uh, it could explode and shrapnel would go airborne. So not only do you have to deal with the toxic fumes, you could be impaled by parts of train. But they're saying, okay, it's a controlled burn, so it's safe. Uh, but uh, you might want to drink some bottled water. That doesn't sound safe to me, by the way. Uh, and there's been some reports of um, a fish being found dead in nearby creeks. Uh, some uh, poultry farmers have found their birds dead like 10 miles away. Some pets have been sick and all that stuff. Um, and I guess uh, tonight in East Palestine, like they, they had a town hall meeting and they're just citizens lined up out the door wanting to ch uh, chew out some public officials, uh, you know, for, for not handling this right. Um, and I got to tell you, it's not safe to be in that area. And I'm surprised there's that many people still in that area, uh, to be honest. Um, uh, you know, the... This isn't like me trying to spread misinformation from like Infowars or some shit like that. It, this isn't me saying, okay, I saw this thing where uh, the cloud is 200 miles in length and uh, it's uh, covering South Carolina and uh, making the frogs gay. No, it's it's not like that, but like, uh, you know, some of the uh, circumstantial evidence that I've seen and what I know from what I've seen from the photos, it's like, yeah, I don't want to be near this damn thing. And if a public official is saying it's safe to go back to your house, just drink bottled water, maybe be 30 miles away from this place. Uh, I don't know what else to tell you. Um, I, the one scenario that pops into mind when I see this is like when people tried to gather in mass when they were stranded during Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans and they were at the Superdome and all that chaos broke out. You remember that? Yeah, if, if there's a disaster and uh, things look like they could be bad, you probably don't want to be around a whole bunch of other people. And you probably don't want to be anywhere near said disaster. So, you know, you know, thoughts and prayers, obviously, to these people out in that area and anybody in the surrounding areas. But for the love of God, don't, don't uh, take your government's word for it. If things don't feel right in Denmark, don't be... In Denmark, I mean, just find some place safe for a little bit, then regroup. Okay. Uh, speaking of groups, um, cops in California—they've got to be very frustrated right now because, well, it's a hard place to keep law and order, especially in um, in bigger cities. But uh, there's a uh, piece of legislation that could pass that could make their job a little harder, and that would be banning dogs from police actions such as uh, crowd control and apprehending suspects. Uh, basically, any incident that uh, would have dogs biting people. Uh, dogs could still sniff for bombs and drugs, but no, don't, don't attack uh, would-be voters. I mean, uh, would-be suspects. And... It's got to be frustrating as hell because, uh, <laughs> you know, it's dog. Who's going to mess with a dog? Um, you know, somebody who's crazy, obviously. But uh, it's it, to me, having a dog is a deterrent for a cop uh, that is just short of using a gun. You know, if uh, you, if cop has a dog, nobody's going to come at him. 
ideally. Uh, suspect runs away, dog gets released. Well, dog is faster than suspect. Now the job has gotten a little harder, and uh, this can only make things worse, especially if there's any more rides that happen. Yeah, um, police dogs aren't the problem in California. I mean, it, San Francisco has uh, sidewalks covered in crap, and they can't seem to keep a pharmacy open downtown. But God damn it, let, let us ban the police dog from police actions. That will solve all of our problems. And uh, speaking of pharmacies, this could be a nationwide problem here. Not that I think that they intend this to be a problem, mind you. Um, but the FDA, a, a panel, has uh, approved. Uh, the, they haven't made this official yet. They're just recommending it. But I'm sure there's a lot of uh, drug companies that are just licking their lips over the prospects here. Uh, that, oh, Narcan RT, sorry, Narcan OTC could be a thing. Over-the-counter Narcan that you can just buy without a prescription. Narcan being something that helps with um, uh, potential overdoses. And, you know, EMTs, firefighters, uh, you know, emergency rooms, they have this stuff. But the thing is, it's it's just it become kind of a sad commentary to society when we're just just going to say, yeah, hey, Narcan, it's as, uh, as common as cold medicine. Uh, and probably uh, you're going to need a... <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're probably going to need more uh, ID to buy cold medicine than Narcan. Let's just be honest because of the nature of this thing. Um, but, you know, there's there's vending machines in Kentucky and Ohio that distribute Narcan. And as soon as they're stocked, the product is gone. There's actually some Narcan dispensaries locally here there's in the library, uh, not too far from where I'm uh, talking to you right now. It's a small town library. There it is, a little box with some Narcan stuff in it. I'm just, I'm just wondering, when this becomes legal, when this becomes a thing, and the pharmacies uh, stock this up. I mean, you go into Walgreens or a CVS, or hell, you go into a, a, a grocery store. How more often is it going to be that you see somebody overdosing um, in a grocery store? Or being dragged in there half dead by somebody that says, we got to get you Narcan. I mean, it's, like I said, a sad commentary. Um, and, yeah, it's supposed to help people from overdosing. But I, I can see this becoming more messy. And I can see this not being quite a deterrent uh, to stop using drugs that could kill you. Kind of a kind of a, a wait and see on this one. Chick-fil-A update on this. And I'm not trying to kick dirt in Chick-fil-A's face necessarily. I mean I mean I'm I don't know if I'm a big Chick-fil-A fan, but I, I do like their sandwiches. It's just that I got this thing about waiting in drive throughs Um but uh, you know in some test markets and a lot of restaurants do this, you know, uh, they test different foods and, and uh, they're testing this new cauliflower sandwich that looks like a chicken sandwich but it's not chicken it's cauliflower it's deep fried it's pickles on a bun they say it's um, um, vegetable forward I think or plant forward it's not necessarily vegan because they do use the same products to make the sandwich as they would chicken and of course that might make actual vegans break out in hives but a lot of pushback on this, and some people aren't taking it. In fact, the, the sandwich itself costs seven freaking dollars to uh, to the consumer. Seven dollars to eat cauliflower. 
don't think it's going to take off there at uh, Chick-fil-A. But, you know, you, you did what you could. And like I said, uh, they're trying to take something that God created and make it more interesting. I mean, even God was like cauliflower. No, nobody's going to touch that. Chick-fil-A tried. But you know what? Starbucks doesn't make um, uh, coffee out of cauliflower. McDonald's doesn't make Big Macs out of cauliflower. Chick-fil-A, you know, just stick to chicken so we can eat more chicken. Yeah. Uh, finally... If if toxic toxic plumes in the air and uh, and uh, more Narcan being available didn't depress you enough, next year brace yourself. Especially if, uh, unlike Chelsea Handler, you're not going to die alone. Barney the Purple Dinosaur is coming back uh, this time in animation form, and uh, God knows why anybody would want tortures like this. But hopefully, my kids, Logan, hopefully. Especially uh, too old to enjoy Barney. He'll be three. That's really pushing it. Um, but uh, yeah, they're going to relaunch it. Um, and the only thing I could think of when I saw this is they have to get Chris Pratt to voice it. Um, because it would just be... I just want to see who the Barney diehards are out there who, who will say Chris Pratt's ruined my childhood. <laughs> Uh, the dude is like the Nickelback of a actors. He's either loved or loathed, and there is just no in-between with that guy. So look for more nightmares to come in 2024. You thought, and that's a presidential election year, by the way. You, you thought this year sucked. All right. Uh, no balloon updates, but uh, who knows what will happen between now and uh, next recording. Until next time. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.